This is the Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. Hello, everybody. I'm Rich Sherman, and you're listening to the Business of Sports podcast. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday to explore the big money issues in the world of sports and talk to some of the biggest players in the industry, but not today. You're stuck with Bloomberg Intelligence's Damian Sassauer and me. But the good news, Damian, we're talking fantasy football. And Damian, before we go to Week 15, we had to recap that wild Monday night game, which capped Week 14, the Ravens beating the Browns 47-42. It held certain importance to you and me because in our league, it knocked you out. In my other league, it knocked me out. So we'll start with you. What happened? Well, I'll tell you, you know, when you pick Lamar Jackson in the first or second round of any fantasy draft heading into 2020, one would expect he'd have a lot more games where he breaks 30 points, right? Well, this is only the third time this season he did that, and certainly it was helpful, but it wasn't enough for me to get past uh, Michael Barr, who is now, I believe, facing you in the uh, semifinal round. Yes, and he's definitely going to beat me because I'm injury depleted and he's, his team is coming on at the right time. Um, in my other league, I'll tell you what happened with me. It started on the Thursday night game. I had Cam Akers who had a great game. My opponent had Cooper Cup who barely saw the field. But when they had first and goal at the half-yard line, the Rams decided to throw the ball to Cooper Cup for a touchdown. So that took my Cam Akers touchdown. So my league, that was a 12-point swing. But still, I was in pretty good shape going into Monday night, even though Chase Claypool did nothing for me. I had a lead. I had J.K. Dobbins going. My opponent had Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's touchdown with a minute to go got me the big L, so I got knocked out of that league. So it kind of annoyed me. I'm still... You know, I have to. I have to say, what's most interesting, if you just take a look back at um, at Week 14, is all these kind of no name quarterbacks that put up big, big numbers, right? I mean, we had Drew Locke, we had Tua uh, Tago uh, Viola, we had Mitch Trubisky, all putting up over 30 points on the week. I mean, so I mean, I I, I doubt anyone really started them. But those are guys you may want to take a look at going into uh, week 15 here and week 16 next week. I mean, if any of those guys can break out, those are guys that can win you a fantasy championship for sure. Damien, for the future, I'm just letting you go with Tua, okay? (laughs) I do not have to pronounce the last name. A couple of trends I wanted to bring up with you and get your thoughts on. You know, people say training camp doesn't matter, training camp doesn't matter. But you know what? It did this year, if you look at some running backs who are really starting to come on, and specifically Cam Akers of the Rams, Jonathan Taylor of the Colts, and J.K. Dobbins of the Ravens. They, you know, for the first half of the season, they really didn't do much fantasy-wise, but the last three or four weeks, all three of those guys, particularly Jonathan Taylor, have really come on gangbusters. Yeah, and let's add Nick Chubb and David Montgomery to that list, right? I mean, look, the reality is if you're a Delvin Cook or an Alvin Kamara owner, you're probably in you know, the playoffs and you're probably licking your chops here as we head into Week 15. But, you know, I mean, the fact of the matter is if you just look back to last year, this is a bit of a repeat. I mean, guys like Derrick Henry and Miles Sanders just going off during the fantasy football playoffs. I mean, so look, I mean, if anyone's guess who's going to, you know, put up the points from week to week, and, you know, one would think getting those favorable matchups against teams like the Bengals and the Jets are good for you, but at this point in the season, you know, you're benching your starters in the fourth quarter, right? I mean, that's what happened against the Jets last week, so, you know, all bets are off. You have to find the right matchup, the right player in that matchup who's poised to, uh, to take advantage and get you the win. Although Russell Wilson did manage to score, uh, throw four touchdowns in that game. You know, you brought up Alvin Kamara, and um, I was looking at a couple of stats I wanted to run by you. His production with Drew Brees has gone down dramatically. 
In the nine games that he had when Drew Brees was healthy, he was averaging over 27 points a game. With Taysom Hill as his quarterback, it's almost cut in half. It's about 14 points a game. So, you know. Yeah, well, that makes sense, right? You would think, right? Because Taysom Hill is really more of a running quarterback. And, and, and look, you can't deny the fact that having Michael Thomas back is also having an impact. Right. And another, you always goofed to me when I always talked about Justin Herbert. But I had said to you a couple of weeks ago, I was a little concerned when Austin Eckler came back that his stats might go down. And let me throw some more stats at you. Before Austin Eckler came back, Justin Herbert's points. 27, 38, 21, 23, 20, almost 28. With Eckler back in the lineup the last three weeks, 16, 4, and 15. And I don't know the exact reason by with that. It might be just he has the comfort of just dumping the ball to Eckler all the time or he's handing the ball more off to Eckler. But Justin Herbert's value has gone down tremendously the last couple of weeks. But with that said... I'm going to go uh, move on to Week 15. I do like him in Thursday night's game against the Raiders. You know, you know, Rich, let me ask you a question. You know, I mean, we get to this point of the season, right? Uh, you know, most, most of the waiver wire has been depleted. You know, guys are, you know, out, of, out for the year. So how do, you, how do you get that win? How can your waiver wire help you? Well, you know, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on some of the output we've seen from defense and special teams, especially last week. I mean, Washington, the Rams, Arizona, Chicago, Dallas – all had better than 18 points last week, and, you know, that can win you, you know, win you the week. So, you know, looking into, you know, week 15 and, and obviously looking forward to week 16 for those of you that might make the championship, you know, what defenses stand out to you? I mean, do you think that, you know, there's a chance for you to pick somebody up on waivers that can really win you the week? You know, that's one point I was going to bring up later, but since you brought it up now, I'll go with it. One key way to try to win a championship is right now, not next week, but right now, look to week 16. And if you look, there's some juicy matchup, matchups for defenses. Uh, Washington's playing Carolina. Yep. The Eagles are playing Dallas. The Chiefs are hosting the Falcons. The Bears got the Jaguars. And the Browns are playing the Jets. Yep. So I thought one of the key ways to uh, try to win a championship is to plan ahead. You can't just wait till next week. You have to look right now. And if Baker Mayfield, for example, is available, which he might not be, He's a good play in Week 16 because they're playing the Jets. Jalen Hurts is playing the Cowboys, one of the worst uh, defensive secondaries in the league. Plus, he ran for 100 yards in his debut last week. So those are just a a couple of things you can look forward to in Week 16. Yeah, no, I I couldn't agree more, Rich. I mean, Baker put up 35-plus points in each of the last two games versus Tennessee and Baltimore. Those aren't too shabby. Um, And so, yeah, you know, with with, with him, uh, you know, looking ahead, he can definitely – he can definitely shine against the Jets in Week 16 for sure. I mean, you know, let's shift to receiver here. I mean, the resurgence of Stefan Diggs. I mean, Stefan, when he was on the Vikings, you know, he was kind of overshadowed by Thielen, but it's amazing the way Allen can extend those plays and get the ball in his hands. I mean, he really he really locks into him. And, you know, I have to say I'm, I am impressed by how much output he has put uh he has given his fantasy owners over the past few weeks i wonder what your thoughts are there yeah i watched that game because i had josh on in my league and Diggs was unbelievable and you know it's weird that's a, right now that looks like a trade that's helped both teams because uh the number one draft choice that the um, bills gave up to the vikings ended up being justin jefferson it looks like a great rookie wide receiver but yeah, i agree with you Diggs looked fantastic today it's funny that game pittsburgh was dominating him almost the entire first half and then Big Ben threw a pick six, and the game changed completely after that. 
You know, Rich, I mean, there are some guys out there on the waiver wire. I mean, not many, but, you know, one guy who stands out to me, I know we're both Raheem Moster fans, you know, but, you know, I mean, every time he seems to break off a run for 10 yards, he gets benched for Jeff Wilson, and Jeff Wilson's out there in most leagues. So I wonder if you think, you know, there's any value to him or perhaps even Nelson Aguilar on, on, on Las Vegas or even Chad Henson is taking over for Will Fuller in Houston. I mean, what are your thoughts on, you know, the waiver wires, and is there anyone possibly out there that can help you win in Week 15? I agree with you on Jeff Wilson because Mostert is banged up. I think he's getting an MRI on his foot. We're taping this on Wednesday, and I believe he was getting an MRI today. So Jeff Wilson's definitely a great pickup, especially the playing Dallas. And talking about planning ahead, if I didn't get knocked out, I was playing my opponent this week who had Mostert, and I picked up Jeff Wilson just in case there was any kind of injury or or something like that. So that's my point about trying to plan ahead. But uh, I agree with you. To me... um, those are good pickups, Aguilar and Jeff Wilson. Let's go to a couple games in Week 15. Uh, let's start with the Chargers Raiders. I actually think that's going to be a very high-scoring game. What, what's your opinion on that one? Yeah, no, I think the over/under is 55. That's the one. I mean, other ones that kind of stand out are Detroit, Tennessee. I mean, that should be a very big, a very high-scoring game. Um, and 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 on the same side, you got Houston, Indianapolis. I mean, Tennessee and Indianapolis are fighting for that playoff spot, right? Fighting for that, uh, for, you know, so. So I think they're both tied. At, at, at They both have nine wins on the season, so, you know, it's anyone's guess. But I think both those games are projected to have an over-under of 53. You know, you've got to look at Casey New Orleans. That's going to be a high-scoring affair as well. So I think those are, your, those are your ones that you want to kind of have as many players, as many irons in the fire as possible. I agree with you on the Titans. Uh, we're not sure if Stafford's going to play because he got banged up last week. But Ryan Tannehill is a good play. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had four total touchdowns last week. Uh, against Detroit, uh, so quarterbacks seem to do very well. A couple of games I noticed and I want to get your opinion on. Packers are playing the Panthers. I was hoping McCaffrey would be back because I have him in our league, but it looks like he might not be as of this taping. So if you have Mike Davis, he's still a good play. He had two touchdowns last week. No, I agree with you. I think it's going to be very hard for even if, even if McCaffrey does see the field, it's going to be hard. To, he's going to be hard to trust at this stage of the game for fantasy owners, right? If you happen to make it, um, so. I agree with you. It looks like it's going to be more the Mike Davis show in Carolina. And you mentioned Colts, Texans. Jonathan Taylor is really coming on. Texans are the second worst against the run. Unfortunately, uh, Michael Barr, who I am playing this week, has Jonathan Taylor. So I have a feeling he might have a big game. And, you know, I remember earlier in the season, you know, fantasy guru Barry had been basically calling for the end of T.Y. Hilton. But he's kind of come back these last few weeks. You know, he's been relevant. So, you know, Indianapolis is definitely a good play. There should definitely be some points to be had there for sure. A couple other quick uh, games we can get to. Um, Jets playing the Rams. The Rams open up as 13.5-point favorites. They're now 17. Obviously, you said the Rams are a great defensive play this week. If you have them, great. That won't be available on waivers. Well, what about Goff? Would you play him against the Jets? The second is horrible, or are they just going to pound the ball? That is a question. They pounded the ball last week with Cam Akers, but, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> I, I am probably going to wind up starting Jared Goff um, in, in one of my other leagues um, just because, I mean, it is the Jets, right? And, you know, it's anyone's guess how, as to how that thing's going to shake out. And, I, you know, I'm mindful of the fact that he might be benched by the fourth quarter, but, you know, and nevertheless, it's just really hard to not start some of those players against the Jets. Their defense is so terrible, and I think the spread is something on the order of 17 points. Yep. Uh, Ravens hosting the Jaguars. We know the Ravens like the ground and pound. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, good play. Gus Edwards had two touchdowns last week, so I, I, I expect them to be good plays. Also, you had mentioned uh, one other game. Bucks-Falcons, I think, is going to be a higher score game. Uh, yeah. You, you cannot run on the Tampa Bay 
So maybe someone like Russell Cage, if uh, Julio doesn't play, might be a good play. Yeah, I mean, look, the fact of the matter is this, Ronald Jones is a little bit nicked up, you know, so that might, you know, lead maybe some Leonard Fournette owners out there if you still have them. But, yeah, no, I mean, what you're going to be looking for in that game is Julio Jones. You need to see him come back for Matt Ryan to have a day. He's come off without Julio. And so, you know, if he gets his favorite target back, that definitely can be a high-scoring affair. Then you have the Eagles against the Cardinals. We have the two mobile quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's an interesting one. You know, it's amazing. We were talking about the death of the NFC East not too long ago. Washington leads the division at 6-7, and seven, but, you know, Philly's only a couple games back or a game and a half back, and so, yeah, they play Arizona this week. They have something to play for, you know. I mean, everybody in the NFC East has something to play for these days, So, and, and quite frankly, I know that uh, Dallas is pretty awful, but San Francisco ain't so great either, so that's, that's, that's a winnable game for them. So we'll see what happens in the NFC East. It's anyone's guess. And finally, I always say that... Um you know, the fantasy championships are not won in the first round. Waivers are important. Trades are important. But I'm just going to read the top 10 fantasy players and the running back position. And I just want to get your opinion. One is Kamara. Two is Cook. Three is Derrick Henry. Number four, would you care to guess who that is? I wouldn't. <laughs> James Robinson. Yeah, yeah. Jacksonville, who most likely was not drafted this year, which is unbelievable how great he's performed. Five, Aaron Jones. Six is Kareem Hunt, who's not even a starter in Cleveland, but obviously gets a lot of playing time. Seven is Ezekiel Elliott, who's been a major disappointment. I have him. Uh, eight is Mike Davis, who filled in uh, obviously nicely for Christian McCaffrey. Nine is David Montgomery of the Bears, who's really come on the last couple of weeks. And number 10, he's banged up now, but Antonio Gibson of Washington. No, I mean, there's no question. James Robinson, and he, he did get drafted in our league and most of the leagues I was in. I mean, he is the value pick of the fantasy football season for 2020. If you happen to get him, you probably got him. And, you know, uh, you know, late in the draft, and, and wow, what a contributor he's been for sure. Hey, you know who's been really, really uh, great this year, and I have him in our league? Travis Kelsey of the Chiefs. Overall... Shocker. 12th overall in total points. And I, I'm talking about quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. 12th overall in points, which is, is quite amazing. Yeah, no, he's an absolute beast. And, I mean, he's redefined the position. I mean, even guys like Waller, who put up, I think, 45 points a couple weeks back, it doesn't even, it just pales in comparison to him on the full year. So his full body of work is, is, is unbelievable. You would have hoped to see Kittle stay healthy and for him to, you know, kind of be on that echelon. But Kelsey is in a world unto his own for sure. All right, Damon, I'm going to give you the final word as we head into week 15. Thoughts, picks, sleepers, what do you got for us? You know, it's interesting. You know, I do like Tennessee. You know, I love the way Derrick Henry's running the ball, but, you know, I love the way Tannehill's throwing it. Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, these are guys who can just go off again. And, you know, they are playing for something. Again, for me, what it comes to is you want to have players in games where both teams are playing for something. You don't want to have a doormat like the Jets where, you know, guys are going to get benched. You want to have a competitive affair where, you know, guys are fighting for their playoff lives. So, yeah, you know, I like those games. I want to have exposure to those games, and hopefully those games are going to be high scoring. So that's my bit of advice as we head into the semifinal round of most fantasy football playoffs. Damien, always a pleasure. That's Bloomberg Intelligence's Damien Sassauer. I'm Rich Truman. You can catch our Bloomberg Business Sports Podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. You're listening to Bloomberg Business and Sports on Bloomberg Radio, around the world, and online, wherever you get your podcasts.